Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Discussions between Ghana and the official creditor committee are ongoing. Good progress is being made, and we're confident that an agreement can be reached soon so that we can rapidly bring the uh, program uh, to our board. And more details are emerging as Ghana's bilateral creditors through the official creditor committee completes work on the term for restructuring the country's debt. Also growing calls for the reversal of the value-added tax imposed on some categories of residential electricity consumers as former President John Dramani Mahama argues them will make cost of doing business in Ghana unbearable. And is this in Ghana a very difficult place to do business? All business people are complaining. 
as uh, Johnny is learning that the energy ministry is yet to receive and reach a final agreement with two independent power producers on the outstanding energy sector debt treatment, which is now being valued at some two billion U.S. dollars. In fact, we reached agreement, exchange came sheet with a significant number of IPPs. Uh, the remaining two or so is still ongoing, and we will conclude the discussions mm. and make sure that we bring some sanity. Details coming away shortly and later in the bulletin as well. The leader of the new force, Nanak Kwame Bediako, ready to declare his assets and Ghanaians question the source of his wealth ahead of the presidential elections. We'll get uh, more on that for you. Plus, more stories uh, we have in this uh, package of the polls. I am blessed with another show. As always, is brought to you by Global Communities, Digni Lu, Affordable, Safe Sanitation. We're on DSTV Channel 421, Go TV Channel 125, on Facebook, YouTube, and at myjoyonline.com. Welcome to the polls. Illegal mining continues to destroy our lands and waters. We are getting some cases of young people whereby they come with difficulty in breathing and cough. We find that they have extensive damage to their lands and they tend to be people who come from communities that are involved in illegal mining. From January 12th, we continue the fight against illegal mining in our communities. It's the Poisoned for Gold Community Tour. Join Erastus Asaridonko as we engage the people of Samreboy about the dangers of illegal mining. The Poisoned for Gold Community Tour is part of the USAGM media project on nature crimes in Ghana, supported by the U.S. Department of State Bureau of Oceans and International Environment and Scientific Affairs, Office of Conservation and Water. The tour is in collaboration with the multimedia group, media partners, Joy News, Adum TV, Joy FM, Love FM, Insura FM, Ahubrasia FM, Tricky FM, Asuna FM, Royal FM, Velvet Beam Radio, Max FM, Green Gold Radio and TV. The International Monetary Fund is likely to meet on January 18, 2024 to consider Ghana's program and possibly the disbursement of the second tranche of the 600 million US dollars to the country. This was after Ghana's bilateral creditors through the official creditor committee completed work on the terms of restructuring Ghana's debts in what can be described as a term sheet for Ghana, data analyst uh, with our research uh, desk, Isaac Kofiete, is joining us uh, with more on this. And Isaac, let's start off uh, from Ghana's external debt restructuring. Uh, let's look at the draft term sheet. And uh, do we know what the country has agreed on so far? Uh, at the moment, we can't really tell what is actually uh, in that term sheet. But what we do know uh, is that the term sheet actually contains and some sort of conditions uh, for Ghana and then after you know um, details of the Ghana's national debt especially 
uh, with the official creditors. We are looking at a 10 seat and then also the cut of this. Remember that at the start of this, uh, you know, that restructuring with our official creditors. One key component was the agreement on the cut of this to whether it should be extended to uh, 2020. Uh, once the whole debt restructuring or the forgiveness or release setup was done, uh, but Ghana didn't take advantage of that. And so uh, the part of this that we are learning that has been agreed on uh, is the December 2022 one. When we started, uh, you know, discussing uh, on our external debt. And so we know that creditors uh, that we are learning they probably will not be paying interest on our external loans, especially with the bilateral for the next four years. And we also understand that payment, um, the payment on loans or debt servicing will actually take place after that fourth year or we will start paying in the next five years. We understand that without this important, you know, tense and agreement, Ghana would have been paying close uh, to about $6 billion in terms of interest payment to each, uh, you know, foreign and domestic creditors. In terms of interest payment alone in 2024, where about $3 billion were expected to be paid to external creditors uh, in the fiscal year of 2024. And so this will be a good step uh, towards, you know, getting the next front of the IMF deal. Crucial is this in terms of uh, a level of uh, dealings with the IMF? Come again, please. I, I, I'm just wondering how crucial this stage will be in our dealings with the IMF. Absolutely, Blazer. This is a very crucial stage because without the needed financing assurance, it is simply impossible for Ghana to get the next investment, which is 600 million, and the subsequent investment. You know that this investment is actually tied to Ghana getting the needed financial assurances from its uh, creditors, both at the financial level and then also at the external commercial level. For the newborn uh, creditors, it's a bit complicated. We know government is asking them to take haircuts of up to 40%. But with the bilateral creditors, it is good that we are seeing this progress. Because the finance minister actually believes that this financing assurance that we've been able to obtain from the bilateral bank will be enough and sufficient to unlock the next $600 million. And that is what is very important. But the decision doesn't lie with the finance minister. It lies not also with the IMF staff level. It lies with the executive board of the IMF. So Ghana will have to present this agreement that has been able to get from its um, official creditors to the executive board, they will look at it and if they come to a conclusion that this is sufficient and it's enough, um, you know, financing assurance for them to unlock the next tranche of six hundred million, then they will go ahead. And so, if not done yet, we will have to present, uh, you know, the financing assurance that we will be able to obtain from the bilateral creditors. To the IMS executive board, they will have the final say as to whether it is sufficient. At the moment, what we do know is that a meeting is actually scheduled 
take place on the uh, 18th of this month. And so we are hoping that holding all other factors constant, if we are able to sell to then Ghana should be getting the next chance of the IMF to with 600 million by the end. Isaac Ovidji, uh, data researcher uh, here at uh, John News. Well, the International Monetary Fund has signaled its uh, preparedness to disperse the next tranche of the funds once it is secured uh, uh, the necessary assurances uh, from the bilateral creditors. Uh, Julie Kozak is the Director of Communications uh, at the IMF. On Ghana, um, on October 6th of 2023, so just a few months ago, our team reached a staff-level agreement with uh, the Ghanaian authorities um, to ensure uh, for the uh, first review of the program. And once uh, our executive board uh, completes the review, this would give Ghana access to 600 million U.S. dollars uh, in financing. To ensure timely completion of the reviews, official creditors and the Ghanaian authorities will need to reach agreement on a debt treatment consistent with the objectives of the program and in line with the financing assurances that creditors had provided in May of 2023. Uh, discussions between Ghana and the official cre creditor committee are ongoing. Good progress is being made, and we're confident that an agreement can be reached soon so that we can rapidly bring the uh, program uh, to our board. The Chamber of uh, Petroleum Consumer government imposed a VAT rate is not well thought through. The new VAT Directive seeks to impose at least 15% taxes on electricity consumers above the lifeline threshold. According to a statement released by the Ministry of Finance Wednesday, the move is in fulfillment of uh, the IMF conditionality as well as uh, raising enough revenue to deal with the growing energy sector debt. But there is already growing opposition to the tax, as some uh, experts say. It will rather slow down revenue mobilization. We start with the former president, John Rowani Mahama, who says the move will only increase the cost of electricity. There's more. The NDC flag was mobbed by people of the Volta region at Sugarope when the building Ghana tour made entry into the region. At a stakeholder meeting with members of the NDC, Mr. Mahama expressed disappointment in the mismanagement of the power sector. He further commented on the persistent hike in electricity tariff. Today, Dumso, they are kicking it like a football. Why? Because he wants to kick it over the 7th January 2025 uh, line and hand the trouble over to somebody else. And yet we resolved it before they came into office. Today, the food value added tax on electricity bills and COVID uh, levy, NHIL levy, uh, uh, get fund levy, all on electricity bills. And so that is going to send the cost of your electricity bills up. Already there was a 29% increase, there was a 19% increase, then they tried to fool us with a 4% decrease, and now it's going up again ast astronomically. Many businesses continue to suffer due to the hike in tariff. John Mahama believes a reduction in government expenditure could help reduce excessive taxes that have resulted in hikes in prices of goods and services. And it's making Ghana a very difficult place to do business. All business people are complaining. 
I mean, the owner of this hotel who has given us this resort to do this meeting, you should ask him how much he's paying in electricity bill. And yet, because of the mismanagement of the president and his cousin and his vice president, it has plunged all of us into a difficult situation where they have pledged to the IMF to raise as much revenue as they can. And the point of it is, while you are raising revenue, reduce your expenditure. Because that's what any sane, reasonable person does. Because if you reduce your expenditure, you can ease the burden that you're putting on the taxpayer. If they cut down the expenditure of the office of the president, they've doubled it. Year on year, budget went up by 82 billion cities. And so, if you reduce the rise of the budget in terms of expenditure, then you could reduce the incidence of tax. You might not need to place a, a value-added tax on electricity so that you pass the relief on to the uh, people of Ghana. Meanwhile, the former president has assured the NDC will restrain itself from starting new projects but seek to complete stored ones. All the projects that they inherited, they have abandoned. And they themselves have started projects that they know they cannot complete. And yet, instead of finishing the abandoned projects and ongoing projects, they've started new projects, Agenda 111. Some of them are at foundation level, some they've raised the block work, but they know that they cannot finish it before they leave. So what they'll do is they'll just push it on to somebody else and say, oh, we started this, and you came and you've abandoned it. But look at the mess you've created. Where are we going to get money to finish all those projects? But I've pledged that we would restrain ourselves from starting new projects. Whatever little resources that we come and meet, we will send it into completing the ongoing and abandoned projects. The first day of the Building Ghana Tour of the Volta region ended at Doje, where a town hall meeting was held. For joining us, Nanaya Ojima, Volta region. And from Georgia in the Volta region, uh, the Ministry of Energy is yet to reach the final agreement with two independent power producers on the outstanding energy sector debt treatment. Now, the independent power producers have argued that the government of Ghana owes them some two billion U.S. dollars. Deputy uh, Sector Minister, that's uh, Japan Mesa, says although four power producers have agreed on settlement terms, two more are outstanding. Now. An internal meeting among energy sector agencies uh, to try and see how we resolve some other matters in the sector to ensure that there are no outages as we've committed to the rule of Ghana this year. Uh, we've continued those meetings today uh, and, and we've gotten some definitive uh, uh, plans and programs in place to ensure that. The commitment that was given to the people of Ghana, uh, consistent with the mandate that the Excellency the President has given my minister, of which we are assisting him, is achieved. Uh, no power outages. Except when it is an absolute imperative, of which necessarily we have to inform Ghanaians uh, of, of any eventuality. But, I mean, it's not going to be as a result of uh, lack of payment and, and, and all that. Indeed, and in fact, since August of 2023, all IPP invoices are current. 
gone into an agreement with them where ECG pays them $43 million a month to meet their invoices. There's an outstanding obligation which you may term legacy with the Ministry of Finance and the Ministry of Energy, the government negotiating team is working to restructure and repay over a period of time. That conversation is far advanced. In fact, we reached agreement, exchange term sheets with a significant number of IPPs. Uh, the remaining two or so is still ongoing, and we will conclude the discussions mm. and make sure that we bring some sanity in terms of the finances in the energy sector. Well, uh, it's time now to explore the uh, implications of all of this. Joining us now is the Executive Secretary of the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers, Ghana, uh, Dan Kanamwa. Thank you so much, sir, for spending some time with us. And now you say that the VAT uh, policy is not well thought through. Uh, now that at least we know government is uh, planning to roll this out, don't you feel that, first off, it will deal with the challenge we are facing now, uh, two outstanding debt issues with two uh, independent power producers, at least? Well, I would grant all that the deputy, the honourable deputy minister for energy says, and wish that indeed uh, there could be that assurance to Ghanaians that there's not doom so looming and people can go home uh, believing that there will be power uh, in their homes, or for that matter, the manufacturing uh, sector can go to work believing that. Uh, their plants won't have to shut down because of uh, no power. But as I speak with you, uh, parts of Winneba off, uh, people are still experiencing the disruptions in power supply. And so it's not entirely accurate that the system uh, is stable. And for that matter, there's no uh, doom so anywhere. Whatever the challenges are with the financing of the sector, uh, it is our interest. Uh, that the authorities do not just pay lift service. In fact, these assurances, you recall uh, last year when the IPPs were up in arms, uh, we were told oh, a conclusion had been uh, come to and that soon uh, the IPPs were going to start receiving payments. My checks with them uh, indicate that if you do uh, the contractual and the, the production or the power that they have supplied together with the you know, gas or fuel, uh, we are probably indebted to them in the region of 2.4 billion uh, USD, which says that uh, we neither drawing down on the debt, uh, neither are we even making efforts to make them comfortable. So we are just piling up debt in the sector, and uh, as and when the West African gas pipeline decides that we're not going to put gas uh, further. Uh, when you haven't paid us what you owe us, then the system collapses. So it's as though we are working on thin ice, uh, it's melting, we are not looking for permanent fixes, we are doing just quick fixes here and there. You go on social media, as I speak with you, the number of people complaining of hikes in their utilities, particularly for power, uh, is alarming. Where People go to ECG and they are told to come and pay 9000 8000 7000 uh, for normal electricity usage. And you ask ECG to account for it, and you are told that is the system and what uh, uh, that says in your tariff. People are paying huge and heavily. Unfortunately, the more the people are contributing or paying uh, to get the power sector stable. 
Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. The more as though we are not even using the cash waterfall mechanism properly uh, to ensure that those who have provided uh, power or produced power to the grid, uh, we are finding the money for them. So it, it's, just, it's just quite murky. We would wish that beyond just the lip service, uh, we see proper and realistic, you know, policies on the ground that says that this month, this is how much Ghanaians contributed, 600 million in dollar equivalent, that's about 50 million. We've been able to draw down on some of the debt. Uh, this is how much was produced, you know. There should be some transparency in that sector. Unfortunately, as I indicated, If you speak to the, the IPPs behind the scene, you speak to uh, other investors within the, the power base. It is as though we are simply walking on thin ice, and one day people will pull the plug and we'll all go back to, you know, sleep in that uh, and speaking yeah, about, uh, and speaking about the effort. Uh, and speaking about the IPPs, are, are we aware of these two outstanding IPPs that the government is yet to reach final agreements with? Uh, the Deputy Minister, they're pointing out that he wouldn't disclose the names of these companies. Do we have an idea? Well, as I speak with you, uh, if you check with the IPPs, a lot of them <laughs> are not sure they have any agreement whatsoever. A lot of them, uh, per my independent checks. Uh, and as I indicated, if you did just how much power they have put into the system, you are around 1.89 billion uh, exposure. If you added fuel, Uh, you go to about 1.99 billion. If you added the contractual line that we owe them, it's over 2.48 billion. That is how much we are exposed to. So if we say that we've made, you know, progress with four, we've not made progress with two, uh, I do not think that the two would accept anything or the four would accept anything other than payment. And that's exactly what they are waiting for. If the finance ministry has uh, a way... Uh, to make any advance uh, uh, payments to them, I am quite certain all the six uh, will be magnanimous enough to keep the power on. But as I speak with you, they are not happy. Consumers are neither happy. Consumers are being charged by ECG heavily uh, to pay for power that sometimes they haven't even consumed or pay sometimes 100%, 200%, 1,000% of their previous, you know, bills. Now, as I speak... There's VAT also being added by government to a sector 
that is largely becoming unsustainable. So we would need beyond the rhetoric, we would need beyond the assurances and the talk, we would need uh, some action on the ground where the IPPs are given, if even bonds or whatever you are giving them, at least draw down on the debt uh, so that they are comfortable to keep their plants on, uh, give them the fuel they need so that their plants don't need to go off like happened, you know, just a few days ago when West African gas pipeline said they were not going to continue to push gas uh, to Ghana because they are not paying. We needed to wait for them to pull the plugs for us to go and pay $10 million. Clearly, we are not managing the sector as effectively uh, as we should. And Ghanaians, including myself, continue to be very worried. Uh, and the final question as to the alternative. If we're not going with the VAT approach, what will work? Well, if you leave me, I would say that Ghanaians should start thinking of, you know, alternate power sources, solar, if you can get a small plant, uh, something that you can depend on because the system, the grid as we speak of largely, uh, is an unpredictable terrain. And anything at all could happen. If we're able to pay Nigeria, the West African uh, gas pool, 10 million, left with 6 million indebtedness, what it means is that whatever they pump through tomorrow through GMPC uh, is accumulated or debts that are being accumulated, which we may not probably be in a position to pay for within a month or two. And so the debt continues to hang. The IPP's debt continues to hang. We would rather want to sit and pay lip service. Meanwhile, we are charging Ghanaians for power. So whatever revenue we are taking, it doesn't look as though the cash waterfall mechanism is distributing that money uh, to the sector players such that you and I can be comfortable that the entire year we're going to have light on. It's quite dicey. If people can invest in solar, they should go ahead. If they can invest in generators, they should go ahead. But the assurances without proper commitment by way of financing uh, for us, it's only talk, lip service. We are tired. Thank you for joining us. Anyway, so with us uh, here on the Pulse on the Join News channel, we'll be right back. Please stay. So true. Wow, it has a working tortoise on it. Mm -hmm. That's so true. I can see S I N T E X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil. That's not true. But why? Hey. Hey. 
<laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Oh, chaos reigns! Yes. Back in the day, I was Ghana man, but something was missing until I found the one. HD Plus is not your regular free-to-air decoder. For a small fee, you get to experience great services and exciting world of content. Dial star 879 hash on your mobile phone and subscribe for as low as 290 CDs. This one is different. The images are five times clearer in HD picture quality. And I'm loving the feely-feely experience. Ah, HD Plus, I love you. But I'm still here. <laughs> HD Plus for better for less. That's right. Get your HD Plus decoder from any Electroland outlet or our dealer shops. The government is a military government which will rule with advice from certain eminent civilians in the country. Once he got himself into the Ghana Army in 1953, but it leaked. The intelligence system got no about it. Up to today, nobody has succeeded in doing what he did. Because Ghana exported food for the first time in thousands of tons. And we have never exported food since then. He had the belief that he could use agricultural work. This was his last word, Father. Take this ring. Pray for me that God may accept me as I am. This way is the last way. Illegal mining continues to destroy our lands and waters. We are getting some cases of young people whereby they come with difficulty in breathing and cough. We find that they have extensive damage to their lands. And they tend to be people who come from communities that are involved in illegal mining. From January 12th, we continue the fight against illegal mining in our communities. It's the Poisoned for Gold Community Tour. Join Erastus Asaridonko as we engage the people of Samreboy about the dangers of illegal mining. The Poisoned for Gold Community Tour 
is part of the USAGM media project on nature crimes in Ghana, supported by the U.S. Department of State Bureau of Oceans and International Environment and Scientific Affairs, Office of Conservation and Water. The tour is in collaboration with the multimedia group, media partners, Joy News, Adum TV, Joy FM, Love FM, Insura FM, Ahobrasia FM, Tricky FM, Asuna FM, Royal FM, Velvet Beam Radio, Max FM, Green Gold Radio and TV. Devastating pictures there about illegal mining, but Ghana could soon import water for consumption if the fight against illegal mining is not intensified. That's the warning coming through from the eco-conscious citizens as uh, illegal mining continues to wreak havoc on society. They uh, called out the president uh, for failing to deliver on his promise to stop the destruction of Ghana's water bodies by illegal miners. Kenneth J.C. Hasmore. I've said it in the cabinet, and perhaps this is the first time I'll be saying it in public. I am prepared to put my presidency on the line on this matter. That was President Kufuado in July 2017, six months after being sworn into office, boldly declaring his commitment to fight Galamsey, even if it meant putting his presidency on the line. Illegal miners have reportedly destroyed over 40% of one of the biggest forest reserves in the Ashanti region, the Apram Prama Forest Reserve. A recent report by Erastus Asaridonko revealed that, as part of efforts to reclaim the forest reserve, the Forestry Commission has granted Unipower Mining Company an entry permit to begin a pilot forest restoration project. Speaking at the launch of Eco-Conscious Citizens Manifesto on the ways to fight Galamsey, Communications Director of Food Sovereignty, Edwin Kuekuanda, was not impressed with the Galamsey fight thus far. It was very honorable for the president to realize how important the issue was to Ghanaians, for him to even realize that he had to tell us something like he's putting his career on the line. You do that when you realize that people are quite concerned about something. I think the president has failed to live up to the expectations of Ghanaians, um, the highest office holder of the land. This is a gentleman whose mother loved nature like this. She loved plants. Founder and coordinator of Eco-Conscious Citizens, Awula Sewa hinted the country could soon import water for consumption if the fight against illegal mining is not intensified. Well, I mean, it's dire, and I wouldn't even say we're not expecting, we can't be bothered. I mean, the water company has warned us over and over and over again. We have been told that we face a clear and present danger. We face an existential threat. We know that as a consequence of the illegal mining, you know, the water has become so polluted that the water company is spending more and more and more money to treat the water. Eco-conscious citizens promise to continue raising awareness about the dangers associated with Galamsey until pragmatic measures are put in place to curb the menace. And now the multimedia group in collaboration with the United States Agency for Global Media is starting a series of community showings of the Joy News' uh, Poising for Gold documentary produced by Erastus Azaridonko. Uh, in Samaraboy in the western region dubbed the Poison for Gold Community Tour. The team will now show uh, the account version of this uh, documentary which highlights the negative uh, impact of illegal mining 
to residents of the affected area. A lot of them, Zerastas Zahari, don't call, is joining us now with more. And of course, Zerastas, I must congratulate you uh, on the uh, very far-reaching impact of this work. But tell us more about the project in specific and why you're showing this to the community. I, I hope you can hear me kindly and mute so we can get the points you're sharing with us. Okay, so uh, we have tried um, as multimedia, as a media institution, um, we have done a whole lot uh, trying to bring attention of duty direct to the devastating consequences of uh, illegal mining. We have gone through a lot to bring you distraction for gold, we've brought you poison uh, for gold, we've done a number of series on forests and other things. We feel that it's time to move to a different level, uh, take what we have gathered concerning the health impact of illegal mining to the communities themselves, where we filmed it, where the people are suffering from the menace of illegal mining and irresponsible mining. And so today we are starting that road trip by the kind courtesy of uh, USAGM, United States uh, Agency for Global Media, and um, the Voice of America. Uh, they are supporting us to go to the communities where these things are happening, where we film the devastation, to let the people know what they are dealing with, the health consequences of their own actions, and the actions of many who took in here to destroy the environment. And so that is what we are starting uh, here at Summer Boy. And behind me is the Forest Club. Um, if you go inside, uh, a number of seats have been arranged. People are not looking in. If I should um, set the camera for you to see the number of people who are now uh, joining us as we go on, and they are looking in one by one. You can see, uh, and then the uh, forest club for us to begin the showing. So it's going to start with um, the showing of a 30-minute part of. Um, Poison for Gold, which we have translated into the Chi language, and it will be shown to them. Then, afterwards, we're going to engage chiefs, uh, opinion leaders, people we have invited here on what they make of it, and try to find out from them how they can help and come in uh, in a fight against illegal mining. And so that is what we're going to do uh, this afternoon at the Forest Club. So this is the second and more people are coming in. We expect to start in about 30 minutes um, uh, as people come in. I see. Uh, and it, it appears that the showing center uh, obviously will accommodate quite a number of people. But what's next after uh, these community, uh, I mean, re these residents uh, have a feel of what it is that you, you, you have uh, uncovered? What, what are you expecting from the community? Well, so... Um, we are not stopping here. We have uh, four other communities built uh, for this kind of roadshow. Okay. What we expect is that at the end of the day, these people within the communities themselves will be empowered. Uh, they will have knowledge, uh, which of course is part right. um, of what is happening around them, the consequences, the impact of it. Mm. And they themselves will be well empowered to join the fight against the legal mind. Grateful. This is Donko. Great job there, and of course, we'll be following the trail. Thank you.
Now, leader of the new force, Nana Kwame Biriako, popularly known as Cheddar, has declared his willingness to declare his assets and also source of wealth uh, if the need be, as Ghanaians uh, begin to question his source of income. He spoke earlier on the AM show with Benjamin Akapo. To respect the investment, that's what I'm saying, that even if the country turns their back on me and say that, oh, all your things that you did, we don't know where you got the money from, so we're seizing it. Well, what, do I, what power do I have? You know, but one thing you should remember is that I went from digging the ground by putting the block, putting the concrete. I sweat. I, I stood in the sun. I built it. I did it. And I want the youth to replicate that. I want the people in Ghana to be doing the same. We always don't have to sit here and watch somebody to come from outside before a building can come up. Okay? We, we can't afford to buy a building. This is the reasons why we want to create a middle income economy mm. so we're living a fair life this it would reduce the jealousy it reduce you know i know a lot of people are jealous but i don't blame them mm. and i'm not fighting them and as much as you don't like me i can understand you because if yes if you don't have it at all and i have it then you have to ask yourself how did i get it mm. do you understand what i'm saying and i'm trying to hint you that you know wisdom is one of the main things that has acquired my wealth because you know i use my mind more than my pocket i think you know well, Nana Beriako is however using a different funding approach for his presidential campaign. He says he will embark on a donation drive to seek support from Ghanaians to finance his campaign. Every leader that wakes up in Africa that goes. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC out there to campaign is going to the people and say take 50 cities, take 200 cities take 400 cities, vote for me vote for me. What do you think happens when that person becomes a president? All of you you own the president because he's going to take his money back times 100 times from you. So the way we are doing our governance is wrong the way we are building our political uh, um, um, platform that is going to build our future is wrong because we're bribing the people to vote. So when we become leaders, then we still back what we gave them, what we bribed them with a thousand times. Now, who is wrong here? It's not just the president. You are also wrong. So the two people are corrupt. And we can't be going in circles doing this. I am coming to the nation. I am about to ask them. My team will come together. And it doesn't matter what you can contribute to us in this campaign that we're about to go through. Whether it's water, we will take it. Whether it's one city, we will take it. Anything that people give us, we will declare it. And we will show appreciation, and we will use that money rightfully. Or 
have been asking the question, uh, what are your thoughts about Nana Kwame Bediako's political ambitions? We took to the streets of Accra. For me, I think it's a democratic government. So he being on the ballot paper is allowed. But just opposing the fact, I wouldn't be the one to vote. I wouldn't vote for him because my vote is not for him. Um, I belong to another political party. But he being bold enough to come on the ballot paper and requesting to be part of the presidential position is a bold decision. And I think he should go for it. Those who vote for him will vote for him. For me, I believe that guy, I don't know nothing about him. So for me to vote for him is something, unless I, maybe I learned a lot about him before voting for him. But I like him since he's a younger guy. I think he can do something. And look at the, the way he started his things. I think the youth are interested. Put on a mask, starting doing some advert and all those things. He's very good. Naturally, he's very sensitive. So I think the youth will be happy to vote for him. I don't necessarily think I would. Not because he's a bad option. We do need a third force in Ghana. We do need someone else who seems to be a good option. I just think the narrative that he pushes surrounding his campaign, surrounding everything is not... It, it seems to be nationalist, but it seems to be the sort of nationalist that can hurt us in the long run. Because, yes, you see, he says he's a saviour. He says he's the one that's going to help us. But then everybody who purports to be that often takes it in a toxic tangent and then it becomes like an isolated government that just hurts us for its own sake. So I think even if the other options are terrible, well, at least they haven't, they haven't acted in a way or perpetuated the narrative that they alone could be good for us in a way that is undemocratic. I can see his government, a possible government of his being largely unregulated and mostly undemocratic. So I don't think I'd vote for him. To me, you know, I, 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 will, I will never consider to vote for him because initially he didn't open his, let me use the word mind or the face. So I will never vote for, for him. He will never get my vote. Because if you want to lead Ghana or if you want to lead organization, your face has been there for a long time so that we know where you come from and where your attitude and everything. The fact that uh, he has been in Kamala or in Maxi, that doesn't disqualify him of not being voted for. And actually, I like the man. He's a young Ghanaian man and he has the ability to. The energy concerning the man is very good. I really like him. If Ghanaian will make uh, comply with me, we can vote him to, for him to become the 2024 uh, president. And think, thinking about it, uh, his action, I think he can take Ghana ahead. If you vote for him, I think he can take, he can do, maybe he can help the country than voting the old presence. Looking at him, he's somebody who have enough, I, I think enough, he have enough to do something for the country. Immigration Service last month revoked the stay permit and deported uh, Shalima Abusi after the state dropped charges preferred against her in an exclusive interview with Raymond Akwa. Shalima Abusi is now speaking to us on the charges, adding that they were fabricated. She also described the inhumane treatment she allegedly suffered at the hands of immigration and also NIB officers. 
the charges were actually that I forged documents to obtain the resident permit, and also in the charges were mentioned that they were interested in the new force rather than my resident permit. So that is very interesting, isn't it? Because normally if it's a case of immigration, you're not being taken to court, leave alone being arrested without any evidence for seven days uh, and being kept at national intelligence. Is somebody really supposed to be kept at national intelligence if it's a problem with your permit? You know, I, I think it was very clear that it was about the new force, which was all also mentioned in the charges that I was there because they wanted to investigate my um, activities in relationship to the new force. So um, there, there was no evidence. There never was any evidence presented. Uh, they did a house search. They had access. They had my phone in their custody. Um, there was nothing to prove that I forged documents to obtain a permit. Um, I, I obtained the permit through an official immigration officer, as I mentioned before. And I, I don't want—I don't know too much about the whole legal aspect. I think that is something for my lawyer, Mr. Sosu, um, can answer those questions better. But there was never any evidence presented, and um, especially if you—if you know that they dropped all charges eventually, then you know we can ask questions on how true the allegations are. I don't think a spokesperson is a political person. I am delivering a message. I am reporting on behalf. I am not a politician. I don't see myself as a politician. And I was actually surprised that me being the spokesperson, that I was being mistaken as a politician all of a sudden. I never said anything like I want to be part of the government or, or anything that points to me being a political person. There was never anything said like that. All I did was deliver a message. And the truth of the matter is they didn't even give anybody the chance to elaborate because right after the video came out, they arrested me. So how do you want people to make their intentions clear if you don't even give us the chance to do so? Now, so, today I understand, I, I understand that Nana Kwame Bediako has uh, been saying that you were not spokesperson appointed and crowned soul in the understanding we have of political spokespersons. Is that true? Yes, yes, that is true. I, I don't see myself as a politician at all. I see myself as a spokesperson and somebody with uh, a heart for humanity. But I think if, if we look at the whole situation, the video was so powerful and the words I spoke were so powerful that it uprooted the nation. And I think if, um, if they would have even let us communicate the agenda or even let us do the unveiling, um, things would, would, have been, would have been a little bit different. When the 48 benchmark approached, uh, my lawyer was present at NIB. They took him into a room and they took me away. At that point, they pushed me in a van and they took, or, or, or in a car and they took me somewhere. I didn't know where I was going. So I kept asking, where am I going? What's going on? Where am I going? Why, why, why can I not speak to my lawyer? And um, I, I, nobody was telling me anything. And then I saw we arrived at court. And I was like, my lawyer should be aware. Like, you should make him aware. Or you should call him or let him know that I'm here. But they refused. They just ignored me. They, they weren't listening to me. They were lying to me that they were just going to file some documentation at court. And eventually, they wanted to put me on the stand 
take my plea and you know potentially let myself let me incriminate myself I had a counsel, I had a lawyer, and they refused to give me access to him. They refused to call him. They refused to let let him know where I was at that point. So that was very um, inhumane. Um, so at that point, I, I uh, told the judge, I spoke up for myself. I had to speak up for myself, and I told the judge that I do have a counsel, and I want my lawyer to be present. Um, the judge was very disappointed in in. Uh, you know the prosecution and she told them i i needed to make a like if i want to make phone calls they have to let me make phone calls but they never even granted my phone calls until two days after i have not given up on ghana i feel like my work is not done yet like i said um i i felt really inspired uh, by everything that I've seen and I've been through. Um, I still have a lot of love for Ghana. I've been staying there for some years, you know. Um, it's still a place that I hold very dear to my heart. And, you know, I'm sure I'll be back eventually. The alarming rise in dysfunctional street lights has become a pressing concern, leaving citizens to question the commitment of the city authorities to fix the lights. A leading company in street lights installation, that's Prefos Limited, says... Solving the dysfunctional street lights problem will require government uh, support and commitment this morning. Malfunctioning streets and traffic lights not only disrupts daily commuting, but poses significant risk to public safety. A ride through major parts of Kumasi, especially in the evening, is astounding. At the New Year service of Profos Company, head of Profos Training School, Thomas Jumo, called for the government's partnership to help solve the situation. Um, what um, we're doing is that we're calling on the government of Ghana. You know, street lights um, problems have been a challenge in, in, in the nation. It's like almost every place that you go, you see most of the street lights. It's either the street lights existing are not working or there is no street light at all. And so what we're looking forward is that uh, the government of Ghana will partner with Prefix Limited so that we can also be of her to help uh, solve that issue of the problem of the street lines that are not functioning well for the nation. Mr. Juma says the current partnership with the local government ministry does not include fixing and installation of street lights. However, the business will welcome the partnership to help keep the lights on. Um, currently, we don't have any um, partnership with the government. And that is why we're still calling, even though we are working with uh, the MMDAs in Ghana uh, through the local governments that uh, work, work over all over the country. So what we're looking forward to is that the government of Ghana will partner strongly with Pifos Limited. Because Pifos Limited happens to be one of the best electrical engineering companies uh, that has the expertise in street lighting. So we're still calling on the government, even though we are working with the MMDs, but we still want to establish that uh, strong uh, partnership with the government so that it can give us more control for us to execute the projects that we want to execute. According to Mr. Jomo, the company intends to partner the Ghana Education Service, which will help in the TVET sector. The TVET partnership, you know, all, you know, currently there is a new um, reform, that is the TVET reform, that all technical institutions come under TVET. And for that matter, every institution needs to get accreditation. Every TVET institution needs to get accreditation. 
And so um, through that partnership, we got to know that uh, there is more that we can do with TVET. And that is why, because uh, CEO has the company as up at heart, and we are looking forward to helping the youth to create jobs for them. That is why we have opened such an institution of that sort in order to help with, with, with the TVET space to be able to help create jobs for them. So our bonds, our relationship with uh, TVET is uh, the stronger one, and we are looking forward that uh, we do more. We do more, even, even though we, it's just, this is just the beginning. For Joy News, Nana Bwachidankweyadom, Kumase. There is a big relief for 27 beneficiaries of the Upper East, uh, Upper West Abigapan Regional Chief Imam's uh, Educational Endowment Fund. Out of the 44 persons who applied seeking financial support from the fund that was instituted a couple of years ago, 27 brilliant but needy students who had admission at various tertiary institutions in the country were able to sail through and therefore uh, had their fees paid. Uh, easing their financial burden. Managers of the fund say a little over 64,000 Ghana cities uh, was dispersed in total. Joy News is at the West Regional Correspondent Rafik Salam now reports. The Upper West Regional Chief Imam Alaji Osman Mahamakani in October 2022 launched the Upper West Regional Chief Imam's Educational Endowment Fund with the objective of providing scholarship opportunities for brilliant but needed students at various educational levels in the region and beyond. 16 students were the first beneficiaries of the fund. The second window for prospective applicants for the 2023-2024 academic year was opened in October last year, where 44 applicants underwent rigorous evaluation and interviews before 27 of them came up tops and were selected. Academic fees Amounting to 64,906 Ghana cities and 41 pesos has since been paid to the schools of the 27 beneficiaries. Council Secretary to the Apple Social Chief Imam's Educational Endowment Fund, Mumasidu, laid bare the process involved in selecting the 27 beneficiaries. Total of 44 potential beneficiaries short scholarship presenting applications for 37 distinct programs across various tertiary institutions nationwide. After thorough deliberations and careful consideration of submitted documents and interview results, the committee recommended 27 candidates as the second batch of beneficiaries for the Upper West Regional Chief Imam Educational Endowment Fund. Subsequently, distinguished members of the press, I am extremely delighted today to reveal that as of November 24, 2023, the school fees for these 27 beneficiaries have been fully settled, totaling a whopping amount of 64,964 Ghana cities. The payment vouchers and receipts have been duly provided to beneficiaries so as to facilitate their enrollment with their respective educational institutions. Women said to further reveal that the number of beneficiaries from the Christian fraternity also increased from one to two. It brings great pleasure to announce a noteworthy development. The number of Christian beneficiaries has expanded from one to two. This uplifting initiative reflects the inclusive strength of compassion and justice that transcends beyond regional boundaries. Through both financial and in-kind contributions, these individuals, organizations, communities, 
and clans of Wa and beyond, representatives of communities, political parties, Islamic organizations, businessmen and women have enabled the establishment of the fund. But like in the spirit of the well-known Oliver Trace, we cannot help but express our desire for a continuation of the remarkable failings we have already invoked within us. Member of Parliament for World Central, Dr. Rosida Zampilipu, who was present at the function, pledged support for the fund. What he has done shows that we can do more. And if you can't do what he is doing, just give your own contribution to this huge commitment he has placed in front of all of us. And I believe history will never forget this man for what he has done. If nothing at all, the history of war will always recall that there was a chief imam who set up a fund and helped people to be who they are. Some of the beneficiaries express their heartfelt gratitude to the real chief imam for the initiative, acknowledging how the fund has removed the financial barriers in the pursuit of your education. We had been many who applied for this, but out of the many, we had been shortlisted, and we are too fortunate to have been part of this uh, noble inauguration. I promise to study hard to make my dream of becoming a nurse come true. I believe, they will, I believe this will make the chief imam proud and my family in general. As it envisions a future in which education breaks down barriers and enables communities to flourish, the Upper West Regional Chief Imam's Educational Endowment Fund continues to be a symbol of hope, resilience, and unwavering dedication to supporting the academic goals of the region's youth. Reporting for their news, Rafik Salam. And we have more stories coming your way shortly. Please stay. company made up of first sky construction first sky bitumen processing first sky commodities volta serene hotel serene insurance first sky energies and Ferrell rural bank warmly invite you to its 21st thanksgiving service on the theme the faithfulness of the lord never ceases lamentations chapter 3 verse 22 to 23 the thanksgiving service in two parts will be hosted by the founder and executive chairman mr eric sedi kutocha Friday, January 12, 2024, all night from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. at the Trinity Temple Assemblies of God Church, TTAG Community Center, Ministry in Word, Reverend Mark Sese, National Missions Director, Assemblies of God, Sierra Leone, Reverend Sujit Alex, Thames North Area Leader, Assemblies of God, UK, Sunday, January 14, 2024, Thanksgiving service at the main auditorium of the Accra International Conference Center at 10 a.m. Guest speaker, most Reverend Dr. Paul Kwabena Boafo, presiding bishop, the Methodist Church, Ghana. Special guest of honor, the Chief Justice, Her Ladyship, Mrs. Gertrude Araba 
Isabasaki Tokono. Ministering in music will be Team Eternity and others. Also in attendance will be His Eminence, Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams, Reverend Dr. Stephen Yanusam Wengam, General Superintendent, Assemblies of God Ghana, Reverend Professor Paul Frimpon Mansu, Immediate Past General Superintendent, Assemblies of God Ghana, Reverend Dr. Silvanos Amagashichi Elon, Head Pastor, Trinity Temple, Assemblies of God Ghana, Reverend Mark Sese, National Missions Director, Assemblies of God, Syria Lou, Reverend Sujit Alex, Thames North Area Leader, Assemblies of God, UK, Apostle Professor Kojo Ninfo Opoku Onina, Reverend Dr. Lawrence Tete, Reverend Eastwood Anaba, Reverend Dr. Joyce Ai, Reverend Eddie Annan, Assemblies of God UK and other senior clergy. For more details, contact 020-854-3441 or 050-148-2580. It's the First Sky Group 21st Thanksgiving service. Don't miss it. Federation of uh, Ghana Beekeepers Association uh, reports that despite 70% of the country's vegetation being conducive for beekeeping, over 60% of the honey used uh, in Ghana, either for consumption or manufacturing, is imported from foreign markets, uh, including Burkina Faso, in an effort to boost beekeeping locally. The women and youth in beekeeping and value chain Ghana have received a grant from Cotiva Development Fund to train young Ghanaians in this venture. This follows joint uses recognition of the founder, Richard Mental Kui, as an impact maker in agriculture and social welfare in June last year. Joint uses Estan Kruma was with the team during a training session and comes through with this report. Beekeeping, the art of tending bee colonies to harvest product like honey, beeswax, honeycomb, and the likes present a lucrative opportunity for Ghana's economy. Despite the favorable vegetation for beekeeping, the lack of attention in this sector forces reliance on foreign markets for honey consumption. It is to fix this challenge that Richard Mensah Oko founded the Women and Youth in Beekeeping Value Chain Ghana. 
This initiative, among many others, won him Joe News Impact Maker Award in the area of agriculture and social welfare in June this year. Following the recognition and to expand his work, his organization secured funding from COVID to train more young people in beekeeping. So I'm going to remove some of the uh, top bars for you to see what is in there. See, this empty comb, the comb is empty. They are now filling it with uh, honey. At a week-long training for young beekeepers at the University College of Agriculture and Environmental Studies at Bonsu in the Eastern Region, Richard Mensah-Oko emphasized that with proper investment and support, Ghanaian beekeepers have the potential to produce the best honey in the world. We are not there yet, but from what I see recently, it's encouraging. Awareness is gradually going now. A lot of people are now going into beekeeping. We have graduates coming, talking to you, asking how, how can they start. And it's, it's, it's inspiring to me because 20 years ago when I started the Christian Techman Beekeepers, we were just a few people, and most people didn't know. But now, people call. Not that we go to them. Formally, we go and explain. Those who accept will accept. Now, people call and they are ready to pay you to come and tra train them. So it's encouraging. But we are not there yet. We need to do more as a nation. We can supply the best quality honey on earth. They talk about uh, Manuka honey. I tell you, we have some type of honey. If our scientists come in with all the analysis being made and then the marketing and showing it to the world will beat the highest quality honey right now on it. Ghana has everything it takes to produce the best quality honey. The COVID fund will be used to train a minimum of 200 beekeepers to promote honey production. It gives further explanation into the nature of the training. After here... In a week or two, we will organize another training in, in Kransa, and members from Kransa and Techima and surrounding communities will be invited to be trained by the 10 people we selected. Under this project, what we choose is the tra training of trainers approach, meaning we selected 10 members of our association, brought them here for that intensive training, and then they will go back and train the larger members in the various communities. So directly, these 10 members who have been trained will go back and train at least 45 people there, direct training. And our training is that when you are trained, you are encouraged to also go into your villages and other communities to train more. So we estimate anyone trained should at least train about five people. We are looking at training not less than 200 to 300 farmers, benefiting from this support from Codvet and Ghana Skills Development Fund. And the 55 train, I also expected to at least train five people. Because you can't keep the training to yourself. You must tell others about it. So one lady should demonstrate how best you can open the hive to protect yourself as a beekeeper. The program facilitator, Michael Sechi, 
guided trainees to the correct methods of harvesting honey from a beehive. So one lady should demonstrate how best you can open the hive to protect yourself as a beekeeper. You see, clap for her. Uh-huh. So she's able to open the hive at the right way. And you can see that uh, Salina or Victoria is also operating the smoker very well. So try to puff another one into it for us to see. Mm-hmm. No, no, down there. Down, down. Mm-hmm. Do it. So as she's blowing the distance, the smoke into the hive, it drives the bees to the other side. For you, the beekeeper, to have access to everything that you want to access in the hive. Okay, so I'm going to remove some of the uh, top bars for you to see what is in there. There is empty comb. The comb is empty. They are now filling it with uh, honey. Please blow the smoker. You see? This part is honey. This side is also brood. That's their egg. And this place too is empty. So, this is the brush. You can see clearly that the bees are working. Very serious. All this area is honey. Which is heavy or capped. So, this part is honey. This part is empty cells. So, they are here to uh, fill it with honey. In a hive, we can divide the bees into three. We have the queen, who is responsible for reproduction. So, in a day, the queen can lay 800 to 3,000 eggs a day. So, she's responsible for reproduction. The queen lifespan also uh, lasts from three years to four years. Then we come to the worker bee. The worker bee, their population range from 70 to 80% of the entire population. The worker bee, they are responsible for uh, protection. So you get under the worker bee, you get the gas, you get the temple cleaners and the foragers. You see, they build the combs from uh, by using wax. They secrete the bee wax from their thorax to build the uh, combs. Uh-huh. So after building the combs, then they decide to lay egg, the queen lay eggs in some of the combs. The workers fill the empty combs with uh, honey. Then everything moves on. Some beneficiaries 
shared some of the skills and knowledge they have acquired. Aside beekeeping, what else do you do? I'm a student of Inkrana Technical Institute and I study fashion and designing as my course. So why beekeeping? Because I like honey very much and I'm very interested in beekeeping. So when I hear that they are having this kind of training, I told my dad that I want to take part in it. And I part their interview and here I am today, learning beekeeping and learning it not by myself, but I want to explore, I want to teach others how to do bee. Yeah. So what are some of the things you've learned so far from this training? Uh, I've learned that in a certain box, they have only one crane in it in a box. And they, they feed the crane with um, something called royal jelly. Yeah. And they have three types of bead, the worker, the drone, and, and the queen. How long have you been doing beekeeping? I think five years. My parents are in, so half my parents are not around. I have to join the organization. Oh, I have learned how we should keep the bees so that they can produce honey for us and how they help our crops too. How the bees, they produce honey and what they can do to protect our crops Sometimes they help the crops to when they are doing closing. Yeah. Like if you are having cashew and other different fruits, they do closing for you so that the fruits can be collected. Uh, first, what I said, um, now I'm a herbal practitioner and I derive it's the passion or the knowledge from beekeeping through some courses and then uh, learnings. Because uh, we normally take a hot from the field, that's the bush and the nandis. And then we normally to, uh, we take the honey as a medicine. Yeah, so there are some medicines that I, I always use honey to prepare it or I just add honey to it. And then some uh, herbal, herbal products too. So just like um, it's, a, it's a good food. Richard Mensah Oko expressed gratitude to Joe News for recognizing him as an import maker. He acknowledged that the award significantly contributed to securing the grant for training these young individuals. After the award, I've had a lot of community people calling me to go OT region, Eastern region, other people doing the training, and it's strengthening me, building me. So when it comes, it was a time of writing the proposal. It was very easy for me. Actually, I didn't need an intermediary. I wrote the proposal myself. Unfortunately, we got the funding. And thanks to joining As we are here today, we brought two new people that I have not known them before, but they were head of us, and they are here. Now, when you go to Mkransan, to other places, people who were part of the association earlier and left are coming back. There are also others who are dormant, they are awakening because they can, we saw you on TV. Hey, you also see it's grown, it's not big. Oh, then let's do something. And it's well structured now. Mm. New members are coming in, invitations are coming in from other places. 
So it's increasing our membership, it's building our capacity, that's why we are here, great benefit, and it's also increasing our finances because people have to pay registration dues and all that. He called on youths to seize the opportunities within the agricultural sector. Agriculture can help this nation and everybody is encouraged, is so broad to at least adopt one or two aspects of agriculture. You want to go fishery, you want to go poultry, you go to the tubers, you want to go to the palsy, you want to go into fruits and vegetables, horticulture, so much you must do something. You can even take beekeeping alone, you don't need that much land. Get your house under some tree somewhere, you are good to go. You could even buy the products from your farmers and also market for them because they are looking for ready market. So maybe you are a digital marketing manager, whoever. It doesn't matter your age. You could also buy for us. The 10 trainees who benefited from the program are expected to train 45 others in their various communities. Eston Kromis reports for Joe News. And now tons of rice uh, locked up in farms and warehouses in Seolugu due to the lack of buyers as consumers continue to choose imported foreign brands over locally produced rice. The paramount chief of the area is calling for the government's intervention to avert the impending collapse of the local rice production sector as farmers and processors uh, as well as factories have been hit by low patronage. Ilya Sotanko has the rest of the story. We are here at the famous Tamana Rice Processing Company, the producers of Nasia rice located near Waliwali in the northeast region. As we can see, hundreds of bags of meal rice ready to be sold have been locked up here for months due to the lack of buyers. This once vibrant company has since 2021 been struggling to stay in business after hitting stumbling low patronage caused by the smuggling an influx of imported foreign rice brands. Rice consumers and traders argue that local rice prices have hit record highs as compared to that of imported brands. Checks at some retail and wholesale shops indeed confirm the average price of 25 kg of Ghana rice range from 450 to 500 Ghana cities, while that of imported rice range from 300 Ghana cities depending on the brand. Chief Executive Officer of the company, Alahaji Brahma Shaibu, described the situation as the biggest disaster to have hit the company since its inception in 2011. If imagine from two, uh, uh, 210 workers to 105 workers to 56 workers, this tells me that we are just almost in a venture of collapsing. And that has been a challenge mm. for us. Now farmers are also uh, threatened not to go into rice production next season because they don't have market for their produce. They have produce the rice, yet they don't have market to sell. So it's better to just stop producing the rice. So it is going to be a very biggest disaster for us if the government does not take this as an emergency issue. The situation is no different here at the newly established rice processing factory in Savulugu. Under the One District One Factory initiative, the facility was not in operation when we visited. Abdul Samet Zakaria, a technical staff, explained why. It's because of the lack of market. And moreover, the sales, uh, we have a sales point at uh, Savulugu Township. So recently he came and picked some, uh, some bags of rice. As of now, his store is full. So that is why this one is here. So as and when he finished selling, he come and take the rest of the At the sales point in the Savulugu Township, 
The manager of the shop confirmed low patronage of the yule rice on the market. The paramount chief of the area, Na Abdullah Yakubu Andani, has expressed strong concern about the situation, saying it could lead to hunger and damage local rice farming and production. We are not a little bit comfortable looking at if the trend is going on, it means this year we cannot go to the fold again. Therefore, call for immediate external support, including from the Ministry of Agriculture and the Buffer Stock Company, to assist with prompt measures to increase patronage and prevent the collapse of the rice processing companies and investment of farmers. From Logre, Elias Sotanko for Joy News. And out of the Ashanti region, the first phase of the Bumri Kente Museum in the region uh, has been the first phase uh, of uh, the project in the Ashanti region and has been commissioned to help boost tourism and local economy. The construction of the multi-structure Kente Museum is to promote the mass production of Kente as an avenue for jobs uh, for the youth and exports. Nana Bwachi Adam has the rest of the story. The newly constructed multi-structured Bonri Kinte Museum, according to the Ghana Tourism Authority, has become necessary to chart the course for effective management and sustainable development of the Kinte industry. The project is expected to attract visitors and improve revenue. Speaking at the commission and wife of the Vice President Samira Baumia reiterated the government's commitment to the tourism industry. She says the establishment of the museum will help boost tourism. The president, the leader of the our supporting tourism, our heritage, our culture. This museum is going to preserve our heritage and culture. This project is important to the government. This is part of our vision to support Ghana's heritage and culture. The vision of the NPP government is to help boost tourism with the establishment of such projects. As a way to boost economic empowerment, Deputy Minister for Tourism, Arts and Culture, Mark Okrekumante, says the museum will serve as an educational hub to showcase Ghana's cultural heritage. In a world that is rapidly evolving, it is crucial that we save down the traditions that make us who we are. The Kentucky Museum will serve as an educational hub, offering insight into the history significance and intricate techniques of Kintin reading. It is our responsibility to ensure that the stories and skills encapsulated within these vibrant threads are passed down to future generations. Moreover, this museum has the potential to boost tourism in the region. Visitors within, from around the world, will be drawn to Bonway to witness the craftsmanship first-hand creating economic opportunities for the local community and contributing to the broader tourism sector. Manalum, ladies and gentlemen, we will now like American routine. Bonrehini Nanabubi Ansa acknowledged the government's commitment to ensuring the project's completion. This museum is a 
living testament Zion. of our rich history Zion. which is our past and future Zion. it also invades our art Zion. story and community to the world stage Zion. ensuring our legacy thrives and inspires Kente, now Ghana's national cloth, is an indigenous handicraft that has attracted global recognition. For your own use, Nana Bwachitankweyadom, Bonri. And back here in Accra, the multimedia group has held its annual Thanksgiving service in appreciation of God's goodness of the business management and staff of the company gathered at the Victory Bible Church this morning to pray, sing songs of praise and also worship while Trusting the Almighty for a successful and fruitful new year. Here are highlights. This can be this can only be the doing of the Lord. Twenty-nine years of Christ at work. My distinguished bishops, pastors, reverends, my board directors, uh, clients who have joined us today. Team, the amazing multimedia team. We have come this far not by our might, not by our strength, not by our power, not by education, not by connection, not by human wisdom and human endeavor, but by the spirit of Christ at work in the multimedia group. And somebody shall say, Amen. And that's all we have for you in this package of the Pulse and Blessings. We're going to log on to myjoyline.com. Lots of stories there for you, including uh, more about the 2024 general elections.